The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. Today is Tuesday, March 10th. I am your host, Micah Patria. Be flying solo this morning. Uh, breaking down tonight's nine-game card. Uh, looks like it's going to be a pretty exciting one. We've got a few injuries that we'll get to, a few major guys that uh, we're going to keep an eye on, a nice couple value plays that we'll have to break down. But uh, it should be all in all a nice, pretty fun site that I'm looking forward to on, on both sites. That is FanDuel, DraftKings. Uh, I haven't really checked out too much over there on Yahoo and Fantasy Draft quite yet, but uh, it's the early look, so I will get there. But before we jump into anything, just a quick shout-out to our presenting sponsors, MyBookie.ag. Uh, if you haven't checked these guys out, what are you waiting for? Go check them out. Use the promo code today, T-O-D-A-Y, and you can get a 50% match on your deposit on up to $2,000. So that's free money to play with. You deposit two grand, they give you a free $1,000 to play with. You deposit 500 they give you a free $250 to play with. However you look at it, uh, big play, small play, it's free money. So go take advantage of it. Baseball season right around the corner. we got spring training going on right now. So there's plenty of stuff that you can bet on. Uh, and if you need some help on the NBA, go check out Hoopball Gaming. Uh, these guys have been absolutely crushing it, whether it's the pod, their articles, just following them on Twitter. Uh, all of it is worth it. They're giving out some pretty nice lines over there. So take advantage of it. And uh, like I said, I'm recording this right now. It's about 7.30 uh, a.m. over here on the East Coast. And I got the Hawaiian Isles in my cup, bottom line. Uh, you know it's always in there. So if you haven't already gotten any from HawaiianIsles.com, you should. Or you can just jump on Amazon, quick and easy. Type in Hawaiian Isles Code of Coffee. The drone will drop it off with the gold clip. And you will be good to go. So... Uh, that is our sponsors. We're going to jump right into this game. Uh, this slate, guys, like I said, I have nine. we have nine games to look forward to. I'm flying solo, so, uh, you know, generally uh, breeze through things pretty quickly. So we're going to start off with the Boston Celtics traveling to Indiana to take on the Pacers. As far as a line is concerned, we have a 215 game total with Boston being favored by one point. Uh, and as far as injuries are concerned, we have a few that we need to talk about. So Boston, uh, Jalen Brown continues to be out with his right hamstring strain. That's the only real one to be concerned with. Robert Williams is probable. Uh, you know, that means we have Gordon Hayward, uh, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, and Kemba all in the lineup. And for the Pacers, Malcolm Brogdon, Jeremy Lamb continue to be ruled out. Uh, both, both of them look like they're done for the season. Lamb guaranteed, but it doesn't look like Brogdon's probably going to be able to come back from this one. Uh, Victor Lodipo is being considered questionable, and Doug McDermott is doubtful. So a few things to keep an eye on. I mean, this is a, a matchup that's probably going to, you know, fall through the cracks a little bit considered about, uh, considering what else we have on the slate. But I'll start off with the Celtics, uh, you know, get off at the top. Uh, Kemba Walker, 7200 on DK. It's a fair price tag. His minutes are starting to climb back up. Uh, you know, it's not going to be the same situation that we were seeing with a lot of these Celtics when two of them are out. You know, the usage that the other two are getting was pretty much, you know, guaranteed. Uh, now on a night-to-night basis, it's almost going to be like a crapshoot, wondering who's going to get the most shot attempts in this offense. So 7200 I don't mind that price tag. I think that's a fair price tag. Um, just so many good point guard options that I'll get to on tonight's slate, a couple in the next game. Uh, that I'm really interested in. So I don't think I'll make my cut as far as point guards uh, that I'll be looking at, but he's, he's definitely still in play. 
Tatum's starting to see a little bit of a price dip, and it's kind of for the same reason I just spoke about. He's now back down to 8,900, two back-to-back games with about 35 DK points when uh, it seemed like 50 and 60 were the norm for him with all these injuries. So the shot attempts were there yesterday, or uh, I'm sorry, not yesterday, on the 8th against OKC. Uh, shot took 22 shot attempts, uh, only shot 36% from the floor. I don't think I'll do it. It's going to be probably a pretty tough matchup for him, knowing that he, you know, he's going to going against this Pacers team. Warren's a very capable defender. He's nothing special. Uh, but, you know, the paint gets crowded when you face the Pacers team. It's a lot harder to get a bucket at the rim. So I I, I don't mind him. Don't think I'll be going there. Uh, the same thing could be said for Hayward and Smart. Smart, I generally only target at this price tag. He's 6,700 on DK uh, when one of these other guys are kind of hurt. So I, I really don't have too much interest over here on the on the Boston side in general. If I'm looking at anybody, uh, it might be a guy like Daniel Tice uh, just for some value. I mean, knowing that they're going to have to play a little bit bigger to kind of match up against this Indiana size has me a little interested in them. Uh, but overall, not a ton of interest for anybody over there on Boston. And then we'll slide over to Indiana. Uh, top guy is always going to be Demonis Sponis, fair price at 8,900. Uh, he pretty much goes in there and he's looking like he's 40 to 50 on a night to night basis. This is a good matchup going against that Boston front court. Uh, these teams played already this season. Sabonis did not did not slouch. He had a great game against them. Almost put up a triple double. Put up 15, 14, and then eight assists for 49 DK points. So I very much do think that Demonis Sabonis is in play. Um, you know, on DK, that price tag, 8900 it's a little tough to pay. But over there on FanDuel, he's 8500 so you get a $400 discount. And I think he's going to be very viable on that site. So on FanDuel, more in play than he is on DK. But hey, listen, if you have the money to spend and you want to spend it there, I don't knock you for it. It's a great spot to spend it on. And then if Oladipo were to happen to miss, um, you know, that's something that we have to keep an eye on. He played in that last one through that, I believe, is an ailing back injury. Um, but that would open up some minutes along the wing, whether it's Justin Holiday, His brother Aaron's already playing a significant minutes with Malcolm Brogdon out. So he's already touching that 30-minute mark. So I would expect that if... If Holiday were to sit, we'd see a couple more minutes. I'm sorry. If Oladipo were to sit, we'd see a couple more minutes go to Justin Holiday. Um, and if we get the word that you know there's a chance that he could potentially start or anything like that, we could be a little bit more interested in him. Um, McConnell seems like he's sliding in behind Holiday as that backup one, and it's mostly probably because Oladipo was playing and they had an extra ball handler. Otherwise, we might see McConnell start and then you know Aaron Holiday just go to the two. So keep an eye on that starting lineup. Uh, if one of those guys, whether it's McConnell or Holiday, get inserted in the starting lineup, they become a decent value play. It's a tough matchup going against Boston regardless, so it's not something I'm trying to pinpoint on. We'll have some decent value a bit available later on but it's just something worth mentioning for the time all right guys let's go to the next seven o'clock game new york knicks traveling to washington to take on the wizards there's a 227 game total in this one uh, with washington being favored by uh three and a half washington's not generally favored very much uh, as far as the knicks injuries are concerned only really one to keep an eye on is dennis smith jr uh questionable to concussion looks like he's uh you know gearing towards the edge of playing and then on the wizards we still have ish smith ruled out and then jerome robinson is questionable once again uh dealing with that left achilles soreness we saw that when he sat out that game against miami uh it was the shabazz napier show so that's something to keep an eye on it as well on the Knicks side of the ball, I actually have some interest here, guys. I mean, it's hard not to. This is going to be a nice, a nice, fancy, juicy matchup. Two terrible teams with two terrible defenses going against each other, uh, but we got some good, price, some nice and easy fair price tags. So the main two guys I'm interested in over here on the Knicks uh, are the guys at the top: Julius Randle, 7600. Uh, you know, performing well as of late. You know at least uh, three 40-point or more DK points, that is, games out of the past four. In all those games, he had nice double-doubles. Um, you know, like I said, 
great matchup. Already played the Wizards three times this season. Uh, Randall's averaging about 51 DK points against the Wizards throughout three games in about 37 and a half minutes. So I think Randall's very much in play. Might be one of my top power forwards. He's also a significant discount to a guy like Demonis Sabonis, who's $1,200 cheaper over there on uh, on FanDuel, about $1,300 cheaper on DK. So I think Randall's very much in play, and the other guy's going to be Peyton. A little bit of a down game uh, going against Detroit. Nothing spectacular. Only uh, 16 points, five rebounds, six assists. But Peyton's been getting it done. Uh, you know, we're talking uh, two forty-point games out of the past three. It's a fantastic matchup going against the going against his Wizards. Um, you know, he's averaging just about thirty-four DK points against them, so he's a good option if you want to take a look at it. There's actually three guards right in that like six K-ish range that I'm really interested in tonight. So uh, where Peyton ranks on him, he's probably towards towards the end, but it's still a fantastic matchup. And if you can't get Randall and you still want to get some exposure, I really, really don't mind paying. So uh, I'll probably have one of the one or two of those guys in most of my laps. I just want to get some exposure to this game. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, we'll start with Bradley Beal. Uh, Beal's just always in play. I mean, this guy is a walking bucket. It's It doesn't need to be said again. The matchup's an easy one. He's averaging about 45 DK points against the Knicks in two games this season. So he's been performing well. He's seen a little bit of a price uh, dip over there on FanDuel. He's under 10K now. He was above, I think he was like 10.3 or 10.4 for the past couple of days. Uh, and he's 9.9 going against the Knicks. So that's actually not as hard to get in there as you might think. Um, you know, you'll have to make some decisions at shooting guard, that's for sure, because there's about three or four top guys that are all very much in play today. Uh, can't obviously get them all on FanDuel, on DK. You can kind of mess around a little bit with the flexibility and get them, but it's going to be tough to get all those guys over there on DK or on, uh, on FanDuel. So I'm going to have to make some decisions. Uh, but Beal is one of the guys that will be in my player pool. Uh, the front court's getting a little bit confusing, though. You know, Thomas Bryant is back in the starting lineup. He's not quite playing starters minutes, but that's eating away from some of the upside that we'd see for, like, Rui Hachimura as far as his rebounding upside. Uh, so I don't think I'll go with either one of those guys. I, if I had to pick one, I would pick Rui over him. Uh, Berton's kind of the same deal. He's been playing great, but I just don't see the ceiling necessarily on most nights. You know, he's right around that 30 uh, you know, that 30 point mark, which is solid five to six X return when you look at it. But uh, when I play GPPs, I need to know that the guy has that seven to eight X return kind of possibly in there. And Bertans does. It's just, I don't see it enough to really feel like I should go there. Uh, just a couple other guys on this slate that I like a little bit more. All right, guys, we will keep it moving to the 8 o'clock games. We got a few of these ones, so uh, this one's a little bit juicy, though. Minnesota Timberwolves traveling to Houston to take on the Rockets. This has got the highest over-under on the night, 246 game total. Houston being favored by a whopping 12.5 points, though, so we got to worry about that blowout uh, a little bit in this one, I guess, so keep your eyes on that. As far as injuries, uh, Eric Gordon is questionable. Uh, ben McLemore is questionable. So both of them, Gordon's been dealing with right knee soreness with the better half of the year. Uh, ben McLemore is dealing with gas. Uh, you know, he's got a stomach ache. Bottom line, uh, we'll keep it simple right there. I'm not going to try to say words that will tie me up. Uh, but you know, we kind of been seeing Jeff Green play that super utility role while both mm-hmm. these guys have been hurt, and he's been playing well. So uh, something to look forward to. And then Carl Anthony Towns continues to be out. Amari Spellman's in the G League, and Evan Turner's not with the team. So. That's all the major news that we need to be concerned with. Um, you know, we'll start with the away team, Minnesota. Uh, you know, we we want some exposure to this game. We know that Golden, or I mean, uh, Houston plays at one of the fastest paces. We know that they 
you know, play play very specific defense. They're not like it's not like they're bad at defense, but they're okay with getting in these uh these gunfights. You know, they they love shooting, they love running gunning, they play with that small line for a reason, so they don't mind bleeding them, but it's not like I'm gonna target uh too many like point guards going against uh Russell Westbrook because Russell Westbrook's been playing great one on one ball this season. So um, you know, when I look at D'Angelo Russell, I kinda imagine it's either gonna be, you know, Westbrook or it's going to be hard on him I think it's going to be um, I think it's going to be Westbrook I think that they'll just try to keep him to lock him up uh, Russell's actually been struggling over the past few games so I don't think I'm going to be going to him at that price tag listen I get it the matchup's fantastic he'll probably be low owned just because of his recent struggles so I can see that aspect of it excuse me I had to get the sip of the wine Isles Kona in there uh, but I, not anybody I'm old with enticed on I already talked about a few point guards in that middle mid 6k range or even if I want to spend up that I'd rather go to so he's just not going to be an option of me for me. Uh, Malik Beasley, um, I'd prefer Beasley over uh, over Russell at this point. I mean, he's been outplaying him over the past like three, four games. Shot attempts continue to be there. He took twenty and then twenty one over the last game, so uh, thirty five point average over that two point game spread. I'm really interested in Beasley. Uh, it's just again, how do I fit all these guys? There's some guys I, I I just feel a little bit more confident. Then we have to worry about this 12 point spread necessarily. There's a few guys that we don't really have to be worried about having their minutes limited. Russell's one of the guys I do think would be limited. McLaughlin's a guy that they like to get out there and play whenever they could. So uh, that kind of worries me on that aspect. But I'm not really worried about Beasley losing his minutes necessarily. Nas Reed is a guy that I am worried about. I just don't see them having to use that that big center. Uh, in this game, I can, I can see them easily just trying to go small, whether it's like a Hernan Gomez at the five. And that's the guy I'd have interest in is I think Hernan Gomez, when you're looking at all these guys that uh, are kind of filling in for Carl Anthony Towns and have been getting the usage, getting the minutes, uh, he'd probably be my top option out of all those guys. But overly, it's a tough game to feel confident in any one of these guys. Houston, obviously, a uh, great spot. You know, highest total. We I got to mention some guys in this game. James Harden, Russell Westbrook, both these guys are very much in play. Uh, the great thing about, you know, James Harden is he doesn't really get rested. He doesn't really get limited either way. So even if this game does get into a blowout, it's either A, you're going to have a whole lot to do with Harden with him having like 30 points going into the half or something like that. Or B, he's just going to continue to play decent run in the fourth quarter. Probably wouldn't play the whole run. But he'd, instead of, you know, maybe getting his average of like 36 or 37 and a half minutes, he'd probably say like 33 or 32. So we'd see a small dip, but enough for him to still get done what we need to get done. So I do have some interest in him. Three games this season, he's averaging right around 53 DK points. So he's very much in play. The same thing could be said for Russell Westbrook. Uh, he's he's doing a little bit better in this matchup. He only played them twice, while Harden played them three times. But he's averaging about 63 DK points. You're getting him at a reduced salary. 10-1, uh, fair price tag. If I had to pick one of these guys, I'd probably pick Harden just because I know I have so many other point guard eligible players that I do like, but I do like the the you know point per dollar. I like Westbrook a little bit more. So it's going to come down to roster construction for me on which guy I do want to target. Um, you know, As I'm building right now, I might not even get to either one of them. Fair and balanced might be the way I go. I haven't quite figured that out yet, but both those guys are very much in play. So I will not take a single thing away from them. Another guy I want to talk about is Daniel House at 4,300. Uh, you know, nothing spectacular, but it's a plus matchup. Uh, you know, they're not going to need a lot of iso ball from Harden and Westbrook in this. So I think that we could see some of these ancillary guys get a few uh, extra shot attempts, whether it's Daniel House or Jeff Green. I think both these guys are very much in play. Jeff Green's been balling out of his mind. Uh, keep in mind that Orlando game, he did shoot 8 of 8. It's not going to happen every night. You know, if he doesn't shoot it, if he goes 5 of 8, all of a sudden we're looking at, you know, like a 22 or, you know, 21 DK point game at best. Uh, really changes the script a little bit. So I don't know if I'll be going to Jeff Green in this matchup. I don't mind him. 
Um, I just don't know if I'm going to need that value like I did on a few of these other slates where it made a little bit more sense. Um, he was a lot cheaper. He's touching the minimum salary. Now he's getting a small, small price boost. Uh, he's about 4K over there on DK and 4K over there on FanDuel as well. So in play, but not as good of a play if you ask me. All right, we shall keep this trucking. Next 8 o'clock game, Cleveland Cavaliers traveling to Chicago to take on the Bulls. Uh, this game does not have a game total yet released because there is several injuries we need to be concerned with. But Chicago is uh, being favored by four points going into this one. Cleveland's dealing with a, probably a couple more injuries. Uh, Chicago's slowly starting to get healthy. For the Bulls, uh, Archie Diacono, Ryan Archie Diacono, questionable. Uh, Chris Dunn's out for the season. Luke Cornett is still out. Zach Levine has already been ruled out. Uh, and then on the Cavs, Dante Exum, Darius Garland, Kevin Porter Jr., Tristan Thompson, all ruled out. So a lot of big names out for the Cavs. Um, things that we need to worry about and monitor is Andre Drummond again. You know, he played in that last game. They kind of alternate both Tristan Thompson out this time. Maybe they play uh, Drummond again. So keep an eye on that. If, if Drummond's not in the starting lineup, you know, Nance and Kevin Love both get big boosts. If Drummond is in the starting lineup, I'd, I'd have some fair interest in him. Um you know, I guess I might as well just keep the theme, keep going with the Cavs. It's kind of the way I'm looking at that. I, I'm going to really be interested in Drummond if he's starting. Uh, 8,200, the guy's basically putting up 60 DK points in the games that he has played. You know, he's been taking these alternate games off, but when he's been playing, I, he's been playing steady minutes, and he's been crushing with them. So it's, it's going to come down to that, whether or not we know he's playing or not. It's 8 o'clock. I hope we have this news before lock. Uh, that's definitely something to keep your eye on. A DK at 87, he's a little harder to pay for. Um, but I'm actually really interested in these Cavs overall. I think there's a lot of, a lot of rock-solid plays, especially over there on FanDuel. I think a lot of these guys are underpriced still. So, you know, we kind of been seeing the way that this usage in minutes has taken a turn. Delavadova has been playing excellent. Uh, you know, he's only 4K on DK, so he's still going to be a value play. That last game, 45 minutes, went to overtime. That's going to be a really tough game to gauge. I mean, a lot of what he did wasn't over. The assists have been there for the past two games for him, 11 and 14 assists. Uh, he should continue just dishing and dishing and dishing, I guess. I, I, I do think he was in play. You heard me talk about a bunch of point guards. It's going to be hard to get to him. Um, people might be chasing that chalk down. Past two games, he's done well, so I wouldn't be shocked to see a lot of people gravitate towards him on the third one. So that's kind of where I'm at with him. If you need him, use him. If you don't need him, it might be smart just to kind of keep it moving on tonight. But Colin Sexton, I don't know why he's only 6200 over there on FanDuel. That's an excellent price tag. Um, you know, the matchup between him and Kobe White tonight, both these guys around the same price, same position. It's going to be a tough choosing. Uh, I, I just told you there's a few guys I liked in that 6K range for point guard, and that's where these guys fall in there on FanDuel. I mean, Sexton, outside of that last game where he kind of struggled against San Antonio, and he still put up 26 actual points. Before then, it was 40, 52, 50, 22, 40, 34. So we've seen that 40 and 50-point upside plenty of times in there. He'll probably go lower owned than Kobe White, especially with Zach Levine out. I expect Kobe White to kind of be the chalk, and Sexton might just fall in between the cracks a little bit. So keep your eye on Sexton. He's a guy I have a ton of interest in. I think him and Drummer would be my top two plays um, from the Cavs. And then uh, another guy that I've been getting pretty fair amount of usage in and using him, and he's been doing well for me. So uh, hopefully we, we don't need to jump off right just yet. It's it's uh, Chetty Osmond. 4,400 over there on FanDuel. He's just been playing a boatload of minutes when Garland's been on the sidelines. Same thing with Porter. Kind of plays a little bit of that three and the two for him. But he put up 37.5 DK points uh, in that last game against San Antonio that went to overtime in 36 minutes. Before then, he played 38 minutes against Denver and put up 29. So, uh, you know, back-to-back -back solid games of at least 29 or more D uh, fan, fan draft points. Uh, what am I saying? 
FanDuel points, excuse me. Um, and then the two prior to that, you know, 23 and 24, they're not terrible. They're not exactly what we're looking for, but it's solid value on most nights. It's a plus matchup going against Chicago. I, I really don't mind this. If you want to look at him um, if you need it. If you don't need it, you know, don't go there. Bottom line, I mean, it's just we have so much of that good middle tier value here that we don't necessarily need to take as many stabs and shots on some guys. We'll slide over to the Bulls now. Uh, definitely some interest on the Bulls as well. I mean, you just heard me say talk about Kobe White. He's an amazing play. The usage just continues to be there for this guy with Zach Levine out. He started in that last game, so I kind of expect him to do the same again tonight. Uh, again, 21 shot attempts, at least 20 over the past four games. It's just there for him. It's there. It's right for the pickings, whatever he wants to do. I mean, this team is crumbling. They're saying, Kobe, just go have some fun, get some experience, get some learning. Let's see what you got. So, Great matchup. We've always talked about how bad the Cavs' backcourt has been. It's it's you know putrid. Kobe White's only averaging 19 minutes a game against him this season. You know a lot of that was due to the, all these other guys playing. You know that's just obviously going to change tonight. And he's averaging just under a DK point per minute in that span. So if we're talking a guy that's playing about 35, 36 minutes, we're looking at a floor of about 33 points, a ceiling of about 50. Um, I like him in this matchup. So. We're going to have to make some decisions, but Kobe White is definitely one of the guys that is in play for me. Uh, We'll talk about Shaq Harrison. He continues to start and play uh, solid minutes, 36 minutes in the last one, 34. He should be looking at that kind of same similar minutes total in this one. Got a little price bump over there on, uh, on DK. So he's, he's about 5K now. He's definitely in play, though. I think a lot of people will be gravitating towards his value that we've been having, whether it's Della Vadova, whether it's, uh, you know, Shaq Harrison. A couple people probably play Denzel Valentine. Uh, you know, there's there's multiple guys you can look at to get your value. I even talked about some of those guys in the Pacers early on. Um, decisions will have to be made on FanDuel. It's going to be a little tougher than it is on DK, where you have all that eligibility. But Shaq Harrison's point guard eligible, and how many did you hear me talk about already? So... Uh, we're going to have to make some some decisions. And, uh, you know, I'm not quite there yet and made up on him. Uh, I don't think I'll be going to Shaq Harrison, though. Another guy I want to talk about, though, is Otto Porter. He just continues to thrive as his minutes are increasing. 25 in that last one against Brooklyn. Came out and dropped 23-3-2 with four steals. That's something that we love to see with Porter are those steals, especially on uh, FanDuel where we get three points for each one of them. So I do have some interest in Porter on a position playing small forward that we generally, you know, it's a little lackluster. Uh, like I said, a little bit of a price increase over there on FanDuel. Uh, that's where most of my interest is in, especially if you're not playing a guy like Kobe White and maybe you want to get uh, get some exposure to this game in another way. I think Porter at 4,900 is a fair way to do that. Um, if he's playing more than 25 minutes, this is a bonus. I think he could easily get there, though, in that 25 minutes he's getting, especially in a matchup uh, going against Cleveland. Next 8 o'clock game, Dallas Mavericks taking on the San Antonio Spurs. Dallas is on the road in this one. Uh, there has not been a game total released, and it's because we are waiting on some injury news. Luca is questionable, but Dallas is still being favored by three and a half points. So, like I said, uh, Luca Doncic and Dorian Finney-Smith are both questionable. Luca is dealing with a right wrist sprain, and it seems like he's got a lot of nagging injuries just kind of piling up. It seems like he's on the injury report for a different thing, whether it's his finger, a thumb, a wrist. He's sick, whatever it might be. He's it's something different. Uh, it looks like he could use this like a couple days off regardless. Um, he's definitely not playing at 100%. That's what I'm trying to get out of here. Willie Cauley-Stein, Jalen Brunson, Seth Curry all out. Cauley-Stein actually made an appearance in that last game, but now he's dealing with an illness, so he's already been ruled out. Uh, Car- Michael uh, Kid gilchrist is also out. So uh, the Spurs, LaMarcus Aldridge, doubtful, hasn't played in quite some time. The recent news of DeJounte Murray being ruled out indefinitely with a right calf strain. And Lonnie Walker is dealing with a left shin contusion. He has been ruled out. 
I like this game. Uh, you know, there's, I mean, definitely, I think a lot of people will. There's definitely some things that we could target. As far as Luca is concerned, uh, you know, you kind of just heard my thoughts on him. If he plays, he's always in play. 11-1, it's a tough ask. He's, but he's averaging 65 DK points almost against the Spurs this season. So uh, it's not like it's a bad matchup or anything. It's just, like I said, are we getting a fully healthy Luca? And then we've kind of seen Chris Saps Porzingis finally start to, you know, come on the show and, and really perform well. So is that because he feels like as though he has to? You know, I got to step up a little bit. Luca's, you know, sick or hurt. He's not playing well, whatever it may be. Um, but that kind of takes a little bit of the appeal and the shine off of Luca that we've been seeing for the better half of the season. Very much in play, though. He's been playing through injuries left and right. So that's not something I'm necessarily overly worried about. But he's 11-1 over there on, on DK, hovering right around that Harden range. So that kind of makes it a little bit more tough. But he'll be in my player pool now. I'm, I'm hoping the decision gets made for me um, and I don't need to worry about it. Excuse me, but his uh, his player pool, or he's going to be my player pool for now. Uh, you know, Kristaps, I'd only really be looking at Kristaps if Luca's rolled out. 9,300 is a tough ask when I already talked about two power forwards I'm, you know, really interested in that are much, much cheaper. Uh, actually, on DK, center eligible. I always forget about that. Uh, but we'll go check out his price tag real quick over on FanDuel uh, just to see if it's anything that we could stomach. And it's the same thing. So 9400 it's a little, it's a tough ask, you know. Uh, you get a guy like Sabonis for 900 less, Randall for much, much cheaper. Those are probably the guys I would look at, uh, like I said, unless Luke is out. And Tim Hardaway Jr. coming off of a fantastic game. Put up 41 DK points uh, on 21 shot attempts. You know, the shot attempts continue to be there for him. But he's very scoring reliant. You know, if he's not getting it done in scoring, he's probably not getting it done. Uh, you know, not a guy I'm overly interested in. Again, if Luke is out, that's when he'd come into play for me. On the Spurs side, though, this is where my interest does lie. I uh, I will be looking at a few guys. I mean, with DeJounte Murray rolled out, it's pretty much going to be Derek White time. We should see him kind of get released a little bit, play at least 30-plus minutes, I would assume. Um, it's pop. Keep an eye on that. It's tough. Uh, but, you know, he's going to be a popular value play. He's going to be the chalk of the day. I assume a lot of people will be going to Derek White in this one, and I, for rightfully so. I don't I don't mind it. Uh, you pretty much look like you got a bang in locked in 30 points or 28 points or something like that. So um, I, I like the play. Um, you know, I, another thing I want to keep in, keep in mind is that, I, you know, as good as Derek White is a play, it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be primarily playing point guard. The guy I want to keep my eye on is DeMar DeRozan, especially with Aldridge out. We already know he's getting the usage. That with Murray being ruled out, we should see him handle the ball a little bit more. And I talked about this on the last show. Uh, DeMar DeRozan's assist numbers have been up, you know, prior to that last game against Cleveland where he didn't really need to do much. Uh, nine assists against Brooklyn, 10 assists against Charlotte, and seven assists against Indiana. I expect to see a prominent ball handling DeMar DeRozan in this one. And while everybody gravitates towards Derek White, and don't get me wrong, I think he'll do just fine. I think DeMar DeRozan's in a spot where he has a high ceiling in this one. He can really blow up in this one. So 7400 on DK, that's more than a fair price tag. He's actually more expensive over there on FanDuel, right around AK. Uh, only shooting guard eligible as well. So that's where decisions are going to have to get made. I talked about some of these guys around that 8K price range, uh, shooting guard that I have interest in, and guys at 6K price tag and point guard I have interest in. But those are the only two guys I'm really looking at. I've been playing that Trey Lyles, uh, Trey Lyles bandwagon, and it's been going well for me. Uh, just not, you know, not necessarily a spot I think we need to go to him as much. Uh, you know, I talked about a few guys that are power forward eligible already. Uh, but he's still, if he's going to be playing 30-plus minutes, we know the Mavs can't rebound. So not going to cross him out of my player pool just yet. Just not a guy I'm really excited about. Excuse me. Keep it moving. Orlando Magic versus the Memphis Grizzlies in this one. Uh, you know, Memphis... 
two-point favorite, 224 game total going against uh, Orlando. Memphis also playing at home, so we know that they do play much, much better while on their own home court. Uh, able to keep games a little bit more competitive. As far as the Grizzlies are concerned, Justice Winslow, uh, Jaron Jackson, Brandon Clark all ruled out. Orlando, only thing that we really need to be concerned with is uh, Evan Fournier still dealing uh, with a right elbow UCL sprain. Guy, guy might need some Tommy John. But uh, only major news to be concerned about over there. So we'll start with the away team, the Orlando side of the ball. Uh, you know, top options are got to be continue to be Vucevic uh, and Aaron Gordon. Vucevic is, you know, playing well. He did exactly what I thought he would do against Houston. I actually expected a little bit more shot attempts, only 12 shot attempts. Uh, but he still went 16 and 16 against them for a nice 46 DK point. So he played well. It's another solid matchup going against uh, going against Memphis. Uh, he's played well in this matchup earlier in the season. I think he put about 23 points. 16 rebounds, nice handful of assists, six assists actually. Um, so it's a great matchup. He's already performed well, and he did all that in only 31 and a half minutes. Uh, will he be my top center option? Well, he's definitely up there. Uh, like I said, I do have a lot of interest in Drummond if I know he's going to be playing, uh, starting, you know, no minutes restriction, any sort of thing like that, going against the Spurs uh, or the Bulls. I mean, so I think those two top guys probably fall in line as two top options that we have on the slate as of right now. Uh, but, you know, you could always fade that that Vucevic ownership and, and look at Gordon just with the way he's been playing. He, I, I'm not going to lie, I probably had him in one share, maybe two during this torrent run of 50-pluses and 40-pluses. Uh, coming off a big game against Houston where he double-doubled. Uh, he's been getting steals left and right. He's been getting blocks. He's just been overall playing very well since that dunk contest, since that snub. So, I, I mean... Push comes to shove, I think I'd probably play Gordon over Vucevic just so I can keep my center exposure on a site like FanDuel and, and use it elsewhere. But they're both very much in play. And I'm, I'm not going to really anything else in this one. Uh, you know, no more D, you know, DJ Augustine's actually been playing 27 minutes. So that's actually solid the more I look at that. If he's going to continue to play minutes in the high 20s at that price tag, 4,300, he could be an under-the-radar sort of value play. But he's not that far off from Derek White where we know the guaranteed minutes should be going. But... Uh, that's a nice pivot for you if you need it. On the Memphis side of the ball, uh, you know, Joe Val's getting a little bit of a price boost coming off a monster, monster game against the Hawks, uh, 27 and 17. And that's to be expected. I mean, this guy just crushes when he gets the minutes. It's bottom line. It's just when does he get the minutes? It's got to stay close. Uh, you know, the second that there's a 12 point lead for either team, they kind of yank Joe Val. I do think he's in play. I do think they can keep this game close. I like the fact that Memphis is playing at home, too. That really helps, uh, you know, when going against a team like Orlando. Orlando's going to slow down the pace a little bit, but that's okay. Joe Val doesn't mind that. He can just grab every single rebound that hits the rim. They'll need his size to go against, you know, uh, Vucevic, but it's tough. I don't think I'll get there. I don't think I'll get there for 8200 The price is a little bit more fair over there on FanDuel. John Morant, 7100 Another excellent play. He came off another big game. Uh, crushed an, uh, Atlanta for 46.25 himself. Don't think I'll be going there, though. I already talked about several other point guards I have more interest in. And to be honest, I don't have a lot of interest in anybody over here. I think it's uh, Joe Valt's probably my, my favorite of the options if I'm looking at anybody, and I don't really like him that much. Uh, for and, you know, for Orlando, I already talked about Aaron Gordon just Vucevic, and uh, that's probably it. Three games left, 10 o'clock game. Before we go any further, if you guys have a moment, please take the time out of your busy days and give us a thumbs up, a rate and review. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, YouTube. You name it, we are everywhere. So 
it means a lot to us. I know that, uh, you know, we've been getting a couple of complaints about the podcast coming out a little later, and that's, I do apologize, guys. It's just, uh, you know, we don't have the exact same size of crew anymore. We don't have as much time uh, to, you know, to do it. So it's, it's the mornings kind of make a little bit more sense for me. I can get up really early, do it right before I leave for work. Uh, sometimes at night I'm doing a lot of paperwork for my, for my day job and I got to do some other, some other stuff. So I've been kind of producing them in the morning and I do apologize. I'm going to try to get some more night ones out there for you guys if I could, but hopefully the information is still just as uh, useful on your way home. Um, and you know, you guys can, uh, Take take a take me for for what I'm worth. I know I know you want it in the I know you want it at night so you can listen to it on the car ride and it's tough. Uh, I'm gonna try to get there though, but I do I do appreciate everybody else that's still listening and everybody else that kind of understands that it's uh you know it's the the flexibility of the schedule is not always where we'd like it to be. So we'll start with this uh, the Phoenix side of the ball. Um, you know this team. It's been playing well, coming off a nice game against the Bucks, where we saw a lot of fantasy-friendly guys. There has not yet to be a total released for this game, but Portland's being favored by four and a half points at the moment. Uh, as far as Portland's injuries are concerned, Yusuf Nurkic is out, but he's been given a timetable to expected return on March 15th. And all the other injuries are guys that you know have been out, Rodney Hood, Jalen Horde, Zach Collins, guys that we don't need to worry about. Uh, and then over there on the... the Brooklyn side of the ball? Did I say that right? No, they're playing the Suns. Over there on the Suns, DeAndre Ayton is questionable at the left ankle sprain. That's probably why we do not have a game total. Uh, Aaron Baines has been absolutely crushing in the past two games in his absence, so keep an eye on that. Frank Kaminsky is out. Kelly Oubre got surgery, so he is out. Uh, and Cam Johnson is dealing with an illness, and he's not available. So those are the injuries. Now let's get to the news or to the, to the guys that we like. So on the Phoenix side, we'll start with the away team. Uh, you got to have interest in Devin Booker. I mean, with Ubre and Aiton off the court, he's just been smashing. The usage continues to be at an all-time high for him. Shot attempts should continue to be there. The matchup doesn't scare me off. He's averaging 50 DK points in this matchup in two games already this season. So very fair price tag over there on FanDuel. A little bit more expensive on DK, 8,800 on DK. I think it's about 82 or 84 on FanDuel. So I definitely have some interest in him. And then the only and then I got to look at Rubio. Both the backcourt guys have just been smashing. I mean, that's where the usage is getting funneled with Aiton. Uh, and Ubre out, you know, if Aiton returns, yes, I do expect him to, you know, garner a little bit of usage, but uh, not enough to kind of scare me off of these guys just yet. I wouldn't expect him just to come back in from an ankle sprain, full play a full complement of minutes. But Rubio coming off of a massive triple double, a 25 13 and 13 game going against Milwaukee. This makings, it has, it, he could do the same one in this one. Uh, he's averaging 45 DK points in three games against them this season. I love both these guys. I'll probably have at least one of these guys in most of my lineups. I just feel like it's great exposure. I, I want to get them. I know that the usage is going to be there. I don't think the price tags are quite high enough. Uh, and then we got to talk about Aaron Baines, everyone's favorite, favorite shiny new toy. Um, you know, he's been crushing. If he's going to continue to play 33 to 36 minutes with uh, Aaron Baines out, we got to have interest in him. I mean, these two teams just played. We uh, we just saw them play, and he absolutely crushed them. He put up career-high game, 37 points, 16 uh, rebounds for almost 70 DK points. Do I expect that again? No, but the minutes should still be there for him. The matchup was obviously a good one. Yes, Hassan Whiteside might lead the league in blocks, but he's not very good defensively. So that's kind of the approach I am taking. I think all the three of those guys are very much in play. 
for Portland, uh, a little bit different, obviously. I mean, Hassan Whiteside, uh, we'll start with the other center on the other side, uh, has been playing equally as well in this matchup. He came out and put up 58 against them in that same game, so 23-20 and 20 game at four blocks. Very, very much in play. You're going to want exposure to this game. If you're not playing Drummond, if you're not playing Vucevic, Whiteside makes a whole lot of sense as my third top center. Uh, and then I'll be looking at Dayton Dalla. I mean, he's still coming back slowly from that injury, but the minutes have been there, 33 minutes, uh, in that last game against Sacramento, struggled. He's been struggling to kind of find his way. Shot attempts have been a little bit modest, but uh, the price tag is being affected. He's 9100 over there on DK, a little cheaper on FanDuel. So I, I'm expecting, uh, you know, one of these Dame Dollar games to kind of break out and come back into form. Um, only other option. Will I get to him a whole lot? Probably not. I already mentioned a ton of other guys I'm interested in, but maybe you're playing that late slate game, and it makes a lot more sense over there. And we shall keep it moving. Two games left, 10-30 game. L.A. Clippers traveling to Golden State to take on the Warriors. As of right now, there is no game total being released, but the Clippers are being favored by 10.5 points. So, uh, you know, I think we kind of know how this game might go. Uh, only major news that to be concerned with for the Nets would be Garrett Temple has been ruled out with a left ankle sprain. And for the Lakers, uh, Anthony Davis probable, Alex Caruso probable, LeBron James questionable with the left ankle groin soreness so we've seen the groin kind of creep up over the past two years and bother lebron so you know we might see the team around the side of caution here uh not a not a team that they need to necessarily get lebron in there for i'm pretty sure the rest of uh the rest of their core can take care of things for the most part but nonetheless it's something to keep an eye on and it could create some value for us or some chalk so we'll start over here on the Brooklyn side of the ball. Karis Levert and Dinwiddie got to be the top options. These guys just absolutely been crushing inside or night in and night out. Uh, I have a little little more worry about them going into this sort of matchup, though. It's not an easy one. LA's team defense overall is just excellent. They can protect at the rim. They got the they got the wing defenders with Danny Green and Avery Bradley. So I don't think I'll be getting to too much Levert. I don't mind him. I prefer him over Dinwiddie in this matchup. Um, you know, Dinwiddie's a little cheaper, but it's the same thing I kind of said for Levert, where it's a tough matchup overall. If these guys could keep it close, it's going to have a lot to do with them. Uh, it's just, I don't know if they could. And then DeAndre Jordan, right around that Aaron Baines price range, but he should be one of everyone's favorite chalk centers, especially now that he got inserted in the starting lineup, played 29 minutes in that last game against the Bulls. I was a little upset when I heard that he was he was going to start. I mean, a lot of people were just for the simple fact that Jared Allen's a much better basketball player. But because we did a podcast that morning and I talked about DeAndre Jordan being my favorite player on the slate and that I loved him with the coaching change and then I thought I was going to get him at you know very little ownership, and then, lo and behold, the news breaks an hour before the slate locks that he's going to start, and he becomes the chalk of the day. Goes out there, puts up 42.75 DK points. So, uh, if he's going to continue to start and play big minutes, I like him. It's going to be a very tough matchup going against his front court. But listen, if you got to play, you got to play. Uh, you know, Dwight Howard, Javel McGee, Anthony Davis, a lot of guys you could throw at them. But uh, I, I do have some fair interest. I think I prefer Baines, uh, just because I think the ceiling's a little bit higher. But uh, you know, I don't, I don't mind, I don't mind Jordan whatsoever. Maybe if you're playing that late game and you want to get both the, or the, you know, the late slate, the ten to ten thirty slate, uh, you can get both those guys in there on DK. Uh, that's probably it though for Brooklyn. Only real guy I'm interested in probably, uh, probably DeAndre Jordan, and then the ancillary, a little bit of Karis Levert, but not much. On the Lakers side of the ball, I mean, Anthony Davis becomes the chalk if LeBron's rolled out. It's just that simple. He's 9-8 over there in DK under price. He's also a big going against Brooklyn, so that's also benefiting him a lot, a lot, a lot to like. Uh, Kyle Kuzma would also see a nice bump if, if Anthony Davis is rolled out. I expect him to probably draw the start. 
Uh, and we always see his shot attempts kind of rise when Davis is off the floor. Or, I mean, when Davis or James are off the floor, he, he absorbs a lot of that usage. I do expect Markeith Morris to play a little bit extra, but it would be uh, Kuzma that's the guy that I want over Markeith. And those are the main two guys I'd be interested in. I expect if, you know, Rondo probably draw the start uh, if LeBron can't play. And, you know, does he play 30 minutes? Probably not. But if he's going to get 26 or so minutes, I think at that salary, uh, we can look at him for some value. Hopefully we have this news. This is the last game that's going to be tipping off, so we might, we might not. But keep your eye on it. Those are all the three guys I'd have the most interest in if LeBron's out. It's Davis, Kuzma, and Rondo. If LeBron plays, I don't have a lot of interest in this game. I feel like it's pretty easy for them to run away with. And even in that kind of scenario, I think Davis would be my preferred option. Oh, oh my God. You know, I got to mention Phil McGee going against the Nets. Uh, I don't think I'll be going there. But, you know, it still haunts me from that one time with Coach after talking about it. Uh, where I am a little bit traumatized, so I don't, I don't think I can do that. I, you know, put up like seventy or eighty something, like one of the greatest games I've ever seen. Check that out if you if you don't know what we're talking about. Last season, Javale McGee, what he did against the Nets, it was, it was ridiculous, nonetheless. Um, and I told Coach not to play him that night. Play Kyle Kuzma instead. Is what I said. He's probably not too happy about that one. Last game. L.A. Clippers. Oh, no, I just did this. Going against Golden State. Did I skip this? Am I losing my mind right now? I feel like I didn't even talk about it. You guys are probably over there yelling at me because I think I touched on it real quick. I said it, and I never actually went through it. So we we shall do that. Uh, <laughs> Clippers versus Golden State. Clippers being favored by 10.5 points. I think I, I think I said all this. Uh, yeah, and uh, injuries are concerned. Um, keep an eye on the major guys just because this isn't a game where they, where they might need uh, a lot out of. A lot out of, you know, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, but both neither one of those guys are listed on the injury reports. So nothing to worry, to worry about over there on the Golden State side. Steph Curry is questionable. Draymond Green has already been ruled out. And Kevon Looney's probably done for the year. So, uh, you know, a lot of those injuries are going to be determined on how much exposure I want to get to this game in general. I mean, Steph Curry is a guy that I was all over in that last slate. Uh, then he gets rolled out due to the illness, and then they they come out and say that he has the flu. It's not the coronavirus strand of the flu or anything like that, but it's a pretty serious case of the common flu. I'd be shocked if he actually plays. Uh, just no real need to. It's a tough matchup as it is. Let the dude get get healthy before you throw him out there. Um, you know, if he does play, fair price tag. If he's fully healthy, I'd have a lot of interest in him. I think he can him alone. He could probably keep the Warriors in play as much as he could. At least keep it intact. But it's tough, uh, you know, without knowing completely. 7800 is a very, very fair price tag. That's tough. Um, I like the price tag. I don't like the sickness. I don't know if he's going to be playing 30-plus minutes just yet. He might just be 28, 29, especially because he is sick. So keep your eye on that. Um, you know, I'm not going to give my take on him just yet. I, I kind of want to see how that one plays out throughout the day. If he sits, I'm not playing Wiggins. Uh, Marquise Chris, I think, is a solid option that we could look at. Just continues to play 30-plus minutes and does well on a night-to-night basis. Uh, we know that the Clippers can't really defend the front court very well, so he'd be one of my favorite options. And I think I'll be looking at a little bit of Pascal, the Pascal animal. Uh, shot attempts have been in the double digits for him with Draymond now. At least 30 DK points upside of like 38-39 uh, over the past four games. Not the best matchup. I'll probably see a little bit of Kawhi Leonard or Paul George. Uh, but, you know, maybe on that late slate, he is an option. Uh, Mikhail Mulder should continue to probably see around that 30-minute mark. Nothing more than the flyer if you, in, in, like, the turbo slates or the late-game slates. Uh, I think we have better value that we talked about on a couple other games already. But uh, he's a guy that I'm not really concerned about his minutes, regardless of this blowout or not. And the same thing can be said for Jordan Poole. Not a guy that I expect to light the world on fire, necessarily. 
but it could be a solid option if this game does get out of hand. He should still be playing in the fourth quarter. On the Clippers' side of the ball, it's you know it's an easy game for them. They should be able to mop the floor with them and run away with this one. We're going to want some of this late game exposure. Most people do. Um, Kawhi Leonard, I, yeah, he can absolutely crush. Does he need to play 30-something minutes? No, he's averaging less than 30 against him in two games this season. He put up 51 DK points in those games. So, you know, you're getting your money's worth out of him, even in limited minutes. If for some reason, you know, Steph Curry does play, keeps this game close enough where Kawhi Leonard needs to play 33-34, we're talking about a great game. Uh, Paul George came out and, you know, played 36.6 minutes in that last one. That's like the most minutes I believe he's played on the season thus far. So that's a good sign that he's actually able to get up there and play those minutes. He came out and played well. It was a big game going against the Lakers, though. So you got to imagine they probably needed as much out of him as they could. They ended up falling. So I don't think that we'll see that kind of minutes total from George in this game going against Golden State. But it's something to monitor and keep an eye on. And it's worth mentioning just because, uh, you know, He's underpriced if he's going to be playing 36 minutes. So, I, you know, point per dollar, I probably prefer George over if we know that George is playing those minutes. And, uh, you know, the other guy I will talk about, this is going to be a guy like, uh, you know, like Reggie Jackson, uh, 3,700. No, I don't want to tell a lot of people to play him. But, like I said, turbo slates, if you want somebody that is going to be low-owned, I expect him to see a few extra minutes in this matchup, knowing that it will probably get out of hand. Uh, but... It's kind of hard with Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly, and Reggie Jackson to have confidence in any one of those guys right now. They're kind of all eating into each other's run, especially Lou Williams. He's been struggling a little bit since Reggie Jackson's got there and been playing. And that is it, guys. That's the whole slate. Uh, broken down, hopefully quick enough, 44 minutes, so a little longer than I actually expected. But I just want to thank you guys for taking the time out to listen to uh, you know listen to Hoopball over here, listen to me. It is much appreciated. If you can go give all of our hosts a follow, you can find me at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find Andrew Hansen at Language Olympic, L-A-N-G-U-A-G-E-O-L-Y-M-P-I-C. You can find Miles Hartley at Miles6565. That's M-Y-L-E-S-6565. And then you can find our newest of hosts. I don't. I, I don't want to. I don't want to butcher his name, and I feel terrible that uh, I'm doing this. Dave Menk, if I'm saying it right, M E M E N K. Uh, I think. I think I got that right. Uh, so it's D Menk thirty three. So yes, uh, D M E N K thirty three. I always butcher the Twitter account, so I, I, I apologize. And his, and his full name is David Menkoff. Uh, guy's been absolutely crushing in his little time over here with Hoopball, though. And happy to have him on board. I can't wait to do a show with him, hopefully soon enough. Uh, it's tough. I want to get him on one of my night shows. I keep doing them in the morning, and you guys keep getting mad. So uh, maybe this Thursday, I'll, I'll see if, if Dave's available. Uh, we'll do our Thursday night show together. We'll have a good time. But that's all we have. Thank you for listening, guys. We'll be back tomorrow with some more information for your nice Wednesday card. So like I said, rate, review, if you guys could. Uh, I am going to go fill up my coffee, though, and enjoy drinking it, get to work. So thank you guys for listening. Take care. Have a good night. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.